Welcome everybody to Darkness to Light podcast. I'm your host, Jason Wilson, and my co-hosts tonight are Paul Roberts. How you doing, Paul? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Good, good. And Angie Rohrer. Hey, great to be here. So excited to see you, Hannah. Yeah, thank you. So tonight we have Hannah Cruz. Um, Hannah has an interesting story about her living situation with uh, paranormal situations going on in our house. Um, We we cannot wait to hear this story, Anna. We've been looking forward to this for like a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So let's jump right in. Uh, Hannah, where where are you from? So I'm originally from Esparto, California, and I had moved to Nice Landing, California. And then I just moved to Citrus Heights. So luckily, I'm no longer living in the house right now. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how how long were you in that house? For three years. Uh, my grandpa owns it. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so tell us, what were your situations going on in the house? So, um, like, when I, I lived there for a while, and then I had moved away. When I lived there the first time, I really didn't ever notice anything. And then when I had came back is when I noticed just strange things, like, um, I would notice every night at a certain time, there would be noise upstairs when nobody was up there. I remember it sounded like a marble going across the floor and um, like somebody was up there playing. And then um, I took a couple friends up there one time and they asked to take pictures and I really didn't want to do it. And um, we seen something in one of the pictures and Um, I thought it looked like maybe some type of like Native American or something because um, there's Native like Indian burial grounds out there. Mm. And and I happened to stumble across a picture of this uh, thing with like a really long nose. And it was exactly what looked like was in the closet of uh, upstairs bedroom upstairs. And um, it was the, it was like a plague doctor. And at that time, I actually had started getting issues with like my health and my skin. And I was in the hospital for like a week um, because of it. And I've always felt like it had something to do with what I had seen in the house. Um, There was like this one room that was red, the walls paper was red, and I just didn't like being up there I always felt like I was being watched and I remember going up into the room one day to get something and all of a sudden it just was like a whoosh whoosh feeling in my head and I just like ran out of there and um like it got to the point where I blocked off my staircase because I I didn't even like looking upstairs or anything like that I had um my cousin over one time and we were in the room and I was telling him about things that I had experienced. And he was like, there's no way. And right as we were talking, a doll had like fell over and he freaked out and was like, I'm never coming back over here again. And I just, I had a lot of people that would tell you there's definitely just something in the house that wasn't right. It just seemed like a lot of people would be attracted to that room, like more males, it seemed like. And it was a room that at the time was actually being redone. So I thought it was strange. Their walls were tore down and everything, and they would go and hang up out up there. And uh, they seemed just not the same after that. Like they kind of seemed like went a little crazy. And um, I had a lot of experiences there. I had cats 
too. And anytime I had gotten an animal there, something happened. Like I had a cat that was um, deaf and she got up in the roof where we were redoing it. And it took me almost two months to catch her and get her to come out. And when I did, she ran away. And then I had another cat who ran away as well. It was just, they would kind of go up there and wander towards that room. And then she got real crazy one day, like just aggressive towards me, growling. And, and she took off and never came back. And then I had another cat and he was killed by a dog out there. And I just, I mean, I know things like that happen, but it seemed like any animal I had, something would happen to it. And it, they would kind of also be attracted to upstairs. Um, it was, I had a lot of things happen. Um, you would hear like, it sounded like the shower turning on when nobody was up there and the lights switching off and on. And um, like, I had another friend who I didn't even know, like believed in the paranormal or anything. And he had come over to redo my windows for me. And he was like, whoa, you are not alone. And I didn't catch it at first. And then I asked him like, what are you talking about? And he was like, you're not alone in this room. There's definitely something here with you. And it's in that closet. And several people would tell me that just something was in this closet. And um, I had a friend who she she's like, I would say like a maybe like a psychic or, you know, like a medium because she had new things of my um ex-mother-in-law who had passed away that she nobody should have known I'd never discussed it with her and she had went up there one day and she was like I have to get out of here I have to get out of here and I asked her what did you feel or what did you see and she said I felt like a child had been like tortured or like something with a child in that room and I found out later that the original owners of the house used to um, not like the front door open, which is weird because I didn't like the front door open either. We always used my side door. Well, I found out that she used to believe that when this front door was open, it would let in evil spirits. And she had stuff hanging outside of the front door to try to ward it off. I don't remember what it was, but I had a lot of experiences there. A lot of them. So how long did your, um, had your grandfather owned it then? So he's owned it now for like five years. My other cousin lived in it for about two years before and they didn't want to live there anymore. So they moved out into a different family home. And that's when I told my grandpa, oh, I'll move in and I'll redo it and take care of it. And it just, it was very, very uneasy all the time. I would remember being asleep downstairs and I woke up just feeling very uncomfortable and just like something was creeping onto me and I I had my kids there and my kids had experiences there too they had said when they had woke up one morning they seen a little girl in a white dress going past um our doors outside and I know they weren't making it up both of them had told me about it and they were really freaked out about it they still don't like the house they don't want to go there and I don't really like going there anymore either I haven't been there now and a a while um my cousins are living there and now things are happening to them and they're not doing very well either they're not doing good health wise and just a lot of bad negative energy it seems like so out of curiosity why did you stay have you lived there so long with all of these things going because you know it's evident that you've had some very bad experiences 
Yeah, yeah. I think I was trying to help my grandpa redo the house and it really helped our bond, you know, and we were able to spend a lot more time together trying to remodel this home. And I just, I've, I'm kind of used to things like this, I'd say, because since I was a little kid, I've kind of always had issues with um, something following me, it seems like. Like I had told Paul about um, these nightmares I've had since I was a little kid of something like just a big black um, mass basically. And it was like, it was trying to take me away somewhere. Um, so I, in a way I've kind of gotten used to things like this, um, but it did get a point when my health became really bad and I really felt there was a connection with it. That's when I was like, okay, I, I can't live here anymore. And, and we'll say that um, my health, I haven't had any health issues since I've been gone now. And um, my life is going a lot better. Do you still feel like you're being followed? Uh, not as much, honestly. Um, I haven't had that feeling now in a while. I'm not sure what has changed. Um, to be honest, the only thing I can think of is I, my grandma and both my grandpa who owned the house passed away recently. And I remember going to have that dream again. And um, I, it was like my grandma came in and just pushed everything away from me. And I haven't had that since for about a year now. And also too, if I remember right, don't you live close to the Marysville Cemetery? Oh yes, yes. So I live like two blocks, I believe, right, right by there. Yeah. yeah. Jason, Angie, Marysville Cemetery has a reputation as being very, very haunted. And we have some notables that actually are buried at the cemetery. And the notables are Charles C.E. Bolton. And if you don't know that name, he was known as Black Bart, the gentleman yeah. bandit. He was buried in an unmarked grave at the cemetery. And a lot of people, I have actually investigated that cemetery. And a lot of people say that there's portals at the cemetery. And that's what's causing a lot of homes near the cemetery to be haunted. In fact, there was a house next to that cemetery and I did an investigation there and it was the first time I ever saw a full body apparition. So there are some really creepy things. And also too, uh, you have some really depressive things at, at that cemetery. The Donner Party, who went into cannibalism to survive the Sierras, you have Charles Covalod and Harriet Frances Murphy Nye buried there from the Donner Party. So um, you got Blackbart, the guy that did poetic messages uh, to the police, and he was uh, robbing stagecoaches, Wells Fargo. He walked everywhere. He was nice to the ladies. He's buried there. I don't think he's causing any problems, but definitely like things like the Donner Party who are buried there and everything else causing a lot of negative energy, a lot of portals that open. And it just seems like a lot of houses near there are haunted. And I believe it has something to do with that cemetery. I would agree with you for sure. Um, a lot of people in Knight's Landing, um, I'm not the only one. That, I've never liked Knight's Landing. It's very, it, it just has always been a very bad 
dark feeling. Um, I remember when we had a storm, we, I was heading home one night and it was just pitch black. It was like a line was drawn in between from Woodland to Night's Landing of just pure black. And there's been a lot of um, murders out there. There's been a lot of kids. There's been a, recently two kids were killed and they still haven't found their bodies. There was a big killing um, of like seven or eight people. There was also a man who shot and killed, I believe, two couples out there. And he was just recently released as well. Night's Landing seems to be like where a lot of stuff happens. Um, a girl had took her baby across the river and the baby ended up freezing to death and dying. That was just recently. And like I said, it's uh, I lived about a block away from this trailer park, and it said that there it's an Indian burial ground. It used to be a really big transporting area right there at the Knights Landing Bridge, and it was a pretty good up-and-coming town in the beginning, but then um, there was a big issue with the Indians and stuff, and there was a lot of killings. And I've had seen stuff at a friend's house that lived right around there, and you'll hear of locals telling you a lot of different things that they've seen and stuff it's just it's it's a dark place and you it's like you never hear of anything again just like they've been searching for these bodies of these boys for quite some time now and they can't find them and stuff also too let's not forget Juan Corona a serial killer buried 33 farm workers in and around Yuba City nice landing and everything else so that again is bringing on a lot of negative energy because of all the victims that were buried throughout that area yeah there's a lot of people that'll say if you ever don't want anything found you just throw it in the night's landing river or and and they won't then nothing will ever be found or heard of again and it's it's like a black hole of just everything just vanishes and Evil happens and you don't hear about it too much. Or if you do, there will be no update on it. It just, nobody will talk about it again. And it's like everybody just forgets it. And it's it's very strange. It's very uncomfortable town. If you are someone that can feel things and stuff, I mean, you feel it as soon as you pull into the town that it's just not a good place to be. It's, it, I've never felt it anywhere I've lived ever like I have in Night's Landing. And it's a very, just just thinking about it gives me like the goosebumps and just thinking about everything that I would go through in that house. And I did, I just kept living there and I don't know why. I, for a while, I felt like I had some type of attachment to the house almost. And it was like, I didn't want to leave. And then eventually, it's like I just snapped out of it and I just, I left. And I didn't even get my belongings. I ended up leaving all of my belongings there. I mean my kids' first teeth, everything. I left everything there and I never, I haven't been back since. Well, that's really, uh, it's very obvious that you have a lot of demonic things that have gone on in that town, especially with the cemetery, a lot of witchcraft. I would also say that there's been a lot of voodoo. Uh, you mentioned that the people that owned the house previous of your grandfather, that um, they didn't like the front door open and they did, they had things that would ward off evil spirits. That's even witchcraft in itself as well. So, you know, battling yeah. witchcraft with witchcraft still opens the door to the demonic. Yeah. And with all the activity that you have going on, plus you've got the Indian burial ground. And we know uh, for a fact that when it comes to Indian burial grounds, they are sacred spaces and they curse anybody that 
comes onto that land. So you've got a number of things, it seems, going on in a small, a small space. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, is even though there's been a lot of murders, there's been a lot of people that were buried in that cemetery, that land has had these traumatic experiences. Yeah. Now, you know, so then there's something to pay attention to. At the same time, the house is it's in town, I take it, since it's just a couple blocks from the cemetery. Yeah. And the town's not very big. The town's right. very small yeah right and I mean, so the land now the land the house is on is is not part of the uh burial ground for the indians is it no but i'm i'm literally a block away like it was basically on the back side of my house yeah so you mentioned seeing something in that room and then yeah. coming across a thing that had a long nose can you uh, give me some more context on that. Yeah. So, okay. So we had taken a picture and I had seen what looked like something on uh, the head and just something with a really long nose. And I kind of was thinking, oh, maybe it's, it looked Native American or something. Well, one day I happened to just be on Pinterest looking for tattoos. And the first thing that pops up was this skeleton looking man with a big hat and a very long nose. And I started to cry because it was exactly what I'd seen in, in this closet. In the picture, you could see it there, but you could still see the hangers behind it. You could still see through it, but you could see it. And yeah. my grandma noticed it. Everybody noticed it. You're not, I got to stop you. You're, t you're describing the plague doctor. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it was when I and I so I, I seen that on Pinterest and I look it up and I'm like, what is this? And then when I looked it up, I got even more upset because literally every symptom of the plague was all of the symptoms that I was having. I mean, I, I had these skin issues that were causing me severe like I ended up being getting um, staph infection from it. And it just from nowhere I um. I was having um, blood poisoning and just, I mean, fever, nausea, every single thing was what I was having. And the doctors were running so many tests and they still to this day have never found out why or what happened or anything. And like I said, since I've been gone, my health is I haven't had any issues whatsoever. Sounds like a case of, of a demonic spirit. Oh, yeah. I, I felt like I had an attachment. Like, I, I felt like I had an attachment to me. I really, truly believe that when I would be in the shower, I, I felt that it was always watching me to the point that one day I had to call my cousin to come upstairs just to walk me down out of the bathroom. Um, I remember being in the shower and then it was like I just came to and I had no memory of my shower. And it was, I was just very confused. And I had that happen a few times where I wouldn't remember things. I um, remember being in my kitchen one day and I just felt a really overwhelming feeling. And it was like somebody walked up and touched the back of my spine. And when they did, it was, something went through my whole spine. I could just feel it. I felt like something was trying to like take me over or something of that sort. Um, and I had that happen quite a few times there. So Hannah, um... Have you ever had like a priest or a pastor come to the house and bless the house or anything like that? No, not yet. I was actually, um, I was talking to Paul about having him come out, but I um, kind of, like I said, I really haven't been back lately and haven't had any issues. 
And my grandpa just passed away recently and we're going to be trying to sell the house. I, to be honest, I kind of just don't want any part of it anymore. I, um, I just feel like having anything to do with it might bring it back or, you know, I just feel like I'm better off just kind of walking away from it at this point. I'm, I'm doing better now. And I just, I'm worried about getting an attachment and bringing it with me and stuff. So I just, I mean, I left everything there. I really, I don't want anything. I wish I bulldozed the house, <laughs> to be honest, but I don't think that helped, you know, but I just, no, I haven't. You know, Nice Landing, too, is such a creepy place. I mean, when I brought my investigators there, there was like two of them. They, they had to sit down. They felt ill. Their stomachs were churning and everything else. And you get a feeling of dread. There's just a lot of bad things. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of negative energy that was impacted into the atmosphere and it replays itself over and over and over again. So yeah, it's yeah, it's a real bad place. It is, it really is. It's not somewhere I I would suggest anybody to ever go to. It's just it is terrible. When I was living there, my grandma told me, she was like, you have to leave that house. It's, it's making you sick. And I was like, I didn't know she believed anything like that. She's like, you have to leave that house. She said something. I never really understood, but she told me something in the dirt was making me sick. And I, I believe her that something there was, it made me really ill. And I wish I would have listened to her sooner. Because so are all of your symptoms completely gone now that you've left the yeah. house? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. and how long have you been away from the house? It's been about a year now. Okay, yeah. and you have no issues, uh, nothing that's gone on since? No, nothing of anything of what I had going on at all, nothing. Okay, nothing of anything you had going on, anything yeah, at well, all? Yeah, I have like, I have like, um, uh, kind of like some heart issues, which um, I, I had a little bit before. It did seem to get worse when I had gotten sick, but it's something I, that's, kind of a hereditary thing that runs in the family but all of my skin condition all of like uh being sick all the time I was always sick um I was always tired and feverish I haven't had that at all now what about the other things like seeing glimpses of somebody something go by in a room or any other experiences that you've had you know as since you've left that house and where you're living now no, nothing like that. I have other types of things, but nothing that's bad. Like I said, I've kind of went through things like this since I was little. So I've kind of gotten used to it. That's um, actually but, one of the reasons why I'm asking, because it's, yeah. uh, it's obvious to me that because you've had things since you were little and um, things that were trying to, uh, you know, chase you in dreams where you were being tormented, that's yeah. also very demonic as well. So yeah. the house, of course, is not family originally from the family. Yeah. So that's one issue. But you have something in your genealogy that has opened you up. Probably, uh, it's it's some kind of witchcraft that has opened up a demonic uh, gate to allow that kind of torment and that kind of thing to go on around yeah. you. And that's easily broken through prayer, uh, you know, because, so that you don't have to deal with those things. and. Yeah. And so that's, you know, you've kind of got two things, that with the house and the unusual attachment, that's completely demonic. Yeah. You did have, it was completely demonic. Witchcraft does that. The demonic, it woos you, it confuses you, it bewitches you, and it, it puts you in this state of 
you just kind of take it and, and, you know, later you're like, I was crazy, but in the midst of it, you just have that demonic confusion. You don't know any better. Yeah. I actually had a friend uh, tell me that he thought that either someone had put a curse on me or something of that sort, because when I met them, they were like, I've never seen anybody go through the things that you went through in your life. Like you have. And he said, I just feel like somebody has done something to you or like put a curse on you. And I, I kind of sometimes believed it. Um, sometimes I still do when I think about it. It's scary. I guess I try to push it off to the side a little bit. And I, I guess I just, yeah, I've made myself kind of, you know, oh, I'm used to it. It's okay. Or, you know, type of thing. I, I try not to let it freak me out. And you said that about prayer. And um, when these things would happen to me, like um, the dream of the black mask, it would literally take me by my feet. And it was like, I could see everything around me. It was like, I was asleep, but I wasn't. And it would, it would try to drag me away. And I was terrified for the longest time that if I went to sleep, I was going to disappear. And I just, nobody would know what happened to me. I, I can really identify with that because I had a lot of things that went on as a child in the same way. And it is all demonic. It is all. And unfortunately, you know, there's no power that they have, but yet there are openings that give them power, especially witchcraft and uh, open these portals. And you could either have a curse that's been spoken directly, uh, somebody in your lineage that was a witch that dedicated you to Satan or things of that nature, but it's oh, not God. nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> I know it sounds massive. <laughs> it sounds massive, but it's it's nothing that can't be broken. And yeah. that's the thing I want you to understand. You don't have to live this way. Yeah, you really don't. It doesn't mean that you can just snap your fingers and boom, it's all gone. Yeah, You've done some things to draw some lines and cut yourself off from that th- stuff because you walked into an atmosphere that was also cursed also yeah. had all this. And so it's like a double, well, really like a hundred times whammy. Yeah. But, yeah. But it, this is not something you have to live with and don't, don't let it be a, you know, I know it can be scary, but the yeah. demonic that's their power. Their yeah. power is if we can scare you, we can take control because you won't do X, Y, Z for fear. So yeah. fear is the one thing that we can't let them have. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Very true. That's what I feel like it it was worse. I'd be scared and things would be worse when it was like it could feed off of it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been a wonderful show. Thank you so much, Hannah, for being on the show. Thank you um, for having me. Yes, we'll have to do some follow up to see, you know, how you're doing. Oh, and in the in the case of your cousins that are still living in the house, um, are they having the same kinds of experiences or what's going on? They uh, they kind of were in denial a lot um, until one day, like um, my cousin had heard some things and he said, F this, I'm out of here. And he's like, I'm not coming in here. They actually lived outside of the house in a garage type of unit because they didn't like being in the house oh wow yeah so hannah again thank you for being on thank you thank you for having me it's been a pleasure right. talking to you hannah you have a wonderful thank yeah. you bye right. you guys take bye. care